0: good. Joshua chapter 1, if you have your Bibles and would like to turn with me, Joshua chapter 1. It's going to be a little bit of a lengthy reading today, and we'll see what the Lord has in store for us. While you're turning there, I just want to make a little push today. While we have entered into the awakening season here, and today is officially the first day of our revival services, I'm asking you that if you haven't made solid plans this afternoon, I want you to understand what a blessing that it would be to our daughter works in Lafayette and in Lebanon. If you could go and be part. Brother Spencer is going to be preaching in Lafayette today. And Dylan is going to be preaching in Lebanon today. And I know the churches and the preachers would appreciate it if you can put forth a little effort. This is a good day just to say, you know what, we're just going to go lend our support today. We have some brand new folks that are joining us. They, this will be their third week to be in Lebanon. And we're believing God's going to show up and touch their hearts today. Amen. So do your best if you can. Clear your schedule this afternoon and go and be part of these great churches. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I give to them, even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. That have I given you. Did you just hear what I read? Wherever you walk, I'm going to give it to you. The potential is there. It's just whatever you decide to walk through. I'm making it available to you, but it's up to you. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's up to you. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates and the land of the Hittites and into the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee. Nothing's going to be able to stop you. I've given it to you. It's unlimited potential. It's yours. Just walk into it all the days of thy life. He said this isn't just something for today. But this is something, this is a promise that I'm given to you. It is a permanent promise that not only is just for today, but it walks into your tomorrow. Nobody's going to be able to stand before you. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee. I will not forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land. You're going to have dominion over it. That's what he's saying. You're going to be able to divide it, which I swear unto their fathers. This promise came before you, but your walking into it is going to determine what the future is going to hold. My, 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 I already feel some preaching here today. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of law shall not depart out of the mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And thou mayest observe to do according, according to all That is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be confident, be not afraid, neither... Be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. So he's saying, I've made it all available to you. You got to go out and walk in it. Don't be afraid of it, because I'm going to walk with you everywhere that you go. With the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach from this subject unlimited potential unlimited potential. Look at your neighbor and tell them there is unlimited potential in the house of the Lord today. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, you may not know this, particularly if you're new here, but this year marks, I think Spencer already mentioned it this morning, but this year marks the 10th year of our annual Awakening Revival Conference here at Christian Life Church, the 10th year. Everybody say the 10th year. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today. Our, our first year, and I've mentioned this a few days ago in one of our prayer meetings, I think, but our first year for the awakening, there was, we averaged about 13 in attendance. We chose to have fasting and prayer that year. We did a 21-day Daniel fast, which was the first year that we had ever embarked on anything of this sort. And we started in the living room of our homes. We called it Book of Acts prayer, house-to-house prayer. And our our prayer meetings were so small that if we would come and gather here in the sanctuary with only 13, it kind of did feel a little overwhelming in here. We were kind of Uh, our presence felt kind of small, our voices felt kind of small, so we chose to meet in houses. And so the different ones that were joining us in prayer for that year, we went to different homes and we prayed in different homes. And we had some great prayer meetings. God met with us, and it was was a wonderful, wonderful year. And over the last 10 years uh, of our prayer and fasting season, we have watched as our church has gotten on board. And we watched we watched the growth process from thirteen the first year that we knew and recorded that had prayed and fasted with us and then we grew and the next year we had uh, around forty or fifty that joined us in prayer and fasting and by the third year we had grown uh, enormously and we had about a hundred people that got on board with us. In the last 10 years, there's also been some significant things that have happened during this season. So I want to encourage those of you that have been part of the prayer and fast season because God has answered some of our prayers. And over the last 10 years, our church attendance and membership has more than doubled. I thank God for that. And the spiritual climate of our services have changed and we have been deeply affected by uh, the prayer and fasting season. We've come a, a long way in 10 years. Our atmosphere of worship has, has changed. If you knew the church then to now, you would see a very positive change in our church, in our prayer, in our fasting. I'm talking about on a, on a weekly and monthly basis. Uh, you would see a difference in, in the atmosphere of our worship service. And and um, God, God has done some amazing things in CLC. Several people have confirmed this year that our prayer and fasting uh, has seized has been different from the other years. Uh, it's been quite different from the rest. The last uh, two years, it seems like that the enemy has fought us in uh, some specific ways. The last two years, the enemy has certainly attacked us physically. In our physical bodies and health has seems to be under attack. So much so that two years ago, uh, I see Sister Robin here today. Thank God for his grace and mercy that resurrected her. And I don't think it's strange that the Lord allowed that to happen to her here. Right here, not just here, but even in front of the whole congregation. That, that the Lord allowed this to happen to her here so that he could raise her up and prove. If we would have said it, if it would have happened at home or happened somewhere else, it would have just been a testimony. But here, the church is a witness. And then last year, it was, and God God has allowed this, and I, I, I don't lay my hands on uh, the exact reasons. I don't really know the why of everything. But last year, it was, it was me, your pastor, uh, that was under such severe physical attack. I, last year, um, the church did not waver in their prayer and fasting, although that I was not an integral part of what was going on last year. It kind of happened last year without my ability to be able to push because physically I was unable to be able uh, to, to step in and, and push. Pastor Danny uh, kind of led the way so much last year in our prayer, in our fast season. Um, God, God has strengthened me over the last year. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago. I sat on the side of my bed one morning after returning from the gym and I looked at my wife and I said, today is the first time in 14 months that I can say that I feel better than I felt before all the sickness came on me. And about two and a half weeks ago, this doesn't mean much to some of you and some of you know this story because I've shared it with you. My wife captured a little video of it, but the last time physically that I was able to run was at the last, or actually the first 5K that Brother Kevin Spangler put on, and we ran from here, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. You remember that? Remember being real exhausted? And, and I ran some that day, and then I paid an enormous price for running and was down in my back for weeks and months thereafter and truly never seemed like I ever really recovered from it. Two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I started every other day, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I started and was able to step into a two-mile walk run. Now, that doesn't mean much to many of you, but when I began to run, my wife's, I heard my wife kind of gasp and say, oh, are you sure? And the Lord has helped me and strengthened me. And I feel that there is a recovery that it didn't come overnight, but I feel that there is a physical recovery because the Lord said, I allowed you to go through a season for a purpose. But now I'm moving you out the other side of that season. So this is a great victory in my personal life. Now, this year doesn't seem that it has been about physical healing, but. I do feel that God is pushing the church into a new season that may not be completely definitive but there have been some specific words that God has placed into my life and into my spirit. Last night at our communion service the Lord spoke to me in a couple of different times and I felt that God is wanting to break some cycles that the church and individuals have been going through to where we have come through the awakening on a high and come out the other side and go back into what life always was and always has been but God is saying I'm wanting to put something permanent and the story of Jacob keeps coming up and he said some of you may come out of this dragging a leg a little bit and walking with a bit of a limp because what I'm going to do some of you have latched on to something in this prayer and fast season and you're saying I will not let you go until I receive what you have for me. And you're going to take it with you out of this awakening because God is wanting to break some of the cycles of being up one day and down the next, up one month and down the next. God's wanting to break some addictions. He's wanting to break some battles and strongholds physically, emotionally, and spiritually. now we have reached the beginning of our 10 years of awakening. Now stay with me for a moment because I want you to understand that there is a significance to 10 uh, in the Bible. Obviously the number 10 is significant in the scripture. We understand that numbers is significant in the scripture and I'm not going to get into numerology this morning, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about where I see the number 10 fit into scripture and how it is significant to us and as a church and where we are. If you think that this is just, it just happens to be that we're where we are and now God is transitioning us and moving us into a new area, the next time that we have the awakening it will be in a new building. This is the last year in this building God is moving us and transitioning us into a new building. There's a lot of things that we are going to leave behind. It's not the doctrine. It's not the message. As a matter of fact, it's not even some of our methods because some of the things we're doing are working. But God is saying some of your old problems, old addictions, old afflictions, old things that you've been battling with, we're going to leave behind and we're going to walk into not only a new building, but we're going to walk into a new era for Christian Life Church. We're going to be more strategic in evangelism and outreach. But number 10 is used all through the Bible there are 10 commandments, the Lord's prayer is completed in 10 clauses the Lord's tithe or a 10th part represented the whole of what was due from man to God as, as marking and recognizing God's claim on the whole, there were 10 plagues which were representative of the completion of God's judgment upon Egypt, there are 10 nations which represents the whole of the nations of Abraham's covenant in Genesis chapter 15 there were ten virgins that represented the whole, everybody say the whole so you see that word keeps coming back up, there were ten virgins that represented the whole of the nation of Israel, there was significance to the tenth generation it was about restoration the curse and the law the curse of the law was broken in the tenth generation and the door of opportunity was reopened that a curse could only last on a family for ten years And then after 10 years, they could go back before the presence of the Lord in the tabernacle. That's why David said, I was glad. When they said unto me, I'm the 10th generation. Let us go into the house of the Lord. There's some things in during the awakening that we've been saying, God, I'm believing you're going to do it. But in the 10th year, God is saying, I'm swinging the door open for unlimited potential. Now what I'm, I'm leaving for you to do is to step into it some of you God is revealing the truth of his word to you. There's some things in scripture that you've never seen that God is going to reveal to you or he already has revealed to you in the last month. I'd speak this by faith in the word of God that God is going to open the door of revelation in some minds. He's going to kick the door open for some of you that have been saying God use me in some way to spread the gospel and the door of opportunity is going to come open and people are going to begin to To see the mighty God in Christ. Their need for baptism in the name. The only saving name in the name of Jesus Christ. They're going to receive the revelation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's going to happen. Because God said I have taken you through the process of the last nine years. But this year I'm going to fill people with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to see people move into a new arena. That is going to take them into their future. There are ten I am's of Jesus in the book of John that, complete, that, that completed the identity of Jesus Christ. The first ten chapters of John, Jesus dealt specifically with the revelation of who he was. He completes it by specifically declaring in John the tenth chapter, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I and my Father are one. They didn't understand it, but that revelation was the completion of, of the Godhead this is what I felt that the Lord impressed upon me for you today. Last night, I'm just going to speak honestly with you. Last night after service, I I, I was a bit hungry. I wanted to go eat and fellowship and we did. We went out. I got in the car on my way home. I wasn't speaking much. My family were talking and dad, is something wrong? No, nothing's wrong. I'm just, I need a word from the Lord. And so different ones were talking and I just kept saying I need a word from the Lord. And I walked into my house last night and about time I stepped into the door of my house. I thank God that the atmosphere of my home is not chaos. I stepped into my home and as soon as I stepped into the door, the Lord said, why don't you just look and see what the tenth means. I walked immediately upstairs, grabbed my computer, and I began to study last night, and the Lord dropped a word unto me. And let me share it with you this morning. The number 10 is one of the perfect numbers. It signifies perfection or divine order. It literally represents the fullness of time. The number 10 is the completion of the first set of numbers and the beginning altogether of the next series of numbers. It holds within it the components of the entire numerical system. In other words, the numbers from 0 through 10 holds within it the potential for any number that you can possibly put into the decimal system. Did you understand that? In other words, from 0 to 10 has unlimited potential. The dictionary says the number 0 through 10 holds within it infinite power. The number 10 has unlimited numerical potential. Every digit is wrapped within the first 10 digits. And with the use of the decimal system, the number 10 is the basis by which any number that your calculator can compute comes out of the first ten numbers. And I said, God, what does this mean? And the Lord said, I have taken the first ten years of the awakening. You know, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. And I have put within the church unlimited potential for whatever is needed To go into the future. He said there's nothing missing. There's nothing lacking. And there's no new revelation that is going to be needed. From here you need to walk in what I have done in the last ten years. About 4 o'clock this morning, my family was sleeping. I was in prayer. I said, God, give me a specific word. He said, tell the church to begin to walk in the last 10 years because there is unlimited potential that whatever they step into and whatever they walk in, I will confirm it with signs following Now, I'm not sure that I have all of my years exactly correct, but I think I'm pretty close. The first year of the awakening... The focus was on signs. God confirmed his word with signs following. It was a brand new territory for our church. We reached levels that we had never reached before. And we saw signs following. God began to confirm his word. The preacher, as a matter of fact, that year spoke to me and he said, The church is in a season of confirmation. That is because there is the lack of faith. He said what God is doing. This was 10 years ago. He said there are too many people with doubt. And so God is not just confirming it one way. He's having to confirm the same thing in three different ways. He said when something is preached, God's going to send you two or three or four different people in that's going to preach the same identical message. And he said the reason is is I'm trying to cause the people to be able to understand that when I speak a word that it is a sign unto them and I am giving them signs in order to increase their faith. The second year, the Lord linked us with that, and I think the second uh, year of awakening was more faith through the Word of God. God increased our faith in the Word, and we heard preaching that absolutely moved the world. We had entire denominational churches that were coming over and visiting and sitting through and ordering the recordings to take back to their churches so their pastor could hear Brother Joel Urshan began to preach messages that were astounding, things they had never heard before the third year was a year of prophecy, God opened the church up to receive in prophecy for perhaps for perhaps the first time that our church had ever been open to receiving a word of prophecy. God gave us clear direction through words of prophecy, multiple words of prophecy that came forth. The fourth year was signified, it came to us and in it was the operation of the gifts of the spirit. God completed the five-fold ministry that year and all five folds of the ministry were fulfilled and completed and began to operate in the church and we've never walked away from it the fifth year God moved us into a realm of the supernatural forgive me if this is too historical for some of you but I'm trying to help you understand that what God did then is significant to today Because God, when God did this, it wasn't just for that day because he's still doing it today. That's why last week I preached a message on Sunday morning and a man that I had never spoken with over the phone walked into the door. I only had texted him and asked him to come and be with us. I had never had no friendship with him. Walked in last Sunday night and preached a message that it looked like we had both used one another's notes. The fifth year was marked by the supernatural. God released supernatural workings of the Spirit. There were things that were blowing our mind. Miracles, signs, and wonders were happening. It was completely of a supernatural nature. We experienced all sorts of things we had never experienced before in the supernatural realm. In the sixth year, it was the year of healing. There were people receiving healings. Emotional healings happened that needed to happen for many years. Physical healings were happening. There were people that were that were smitten with cancer and God had healed them in that seventh year the eighth year was a year of miracles the eighth year was marked by miracles we even seen a dead person raised and brought back to life all the preaching was built around miracles as a matter of fact the day brought the, the day the lord brought sister robin back was the very day that i preached the beginning of miracles last year was a year that would be defined by spiritual warfare for the enemy had come and attacked the leadership and the church in specific ways and we moved into an area of warfare prayer and we were challenged to move into an arena of prayer that we had never been into before. This year we moved into it. Several of you, too many to number, have come to me and said, Pastor, I'm not getting it. I don't understand. It seems like that there's something brewing. There's something happening. And I don't understand what it is. He said, I, the different ones have said, it seems to just be that, that it's kind of blank. And I've been praying and fasting, God, I need the Word. When Brother Nichols, uh, called, when I called Brother Nichols uh, to come and preach for us tonight and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and next Sunday, uh, he said, well, do you have a theme? And I said, no. He said, no? I said, no, I don't have a theme. I said, just do whatever the Lord leads you to do. You just, you just flow with whatever God has. He contacted me back. He said, I don't really know. He said, I just feel like I'm supposed to come and preach. So I'm going to come and preach. I said, just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Whatever God has, we're going to receive in the name of the Lord. Even all the way up to last night, people were asking me, "Why? What, 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 what is it that God's doing? Can we define this year? This year's been different. And last night I understood it. Because the Lord said, As a matter of fact, I was praying and I just saw a big blank line. And the Lord said, unlimited potential. And the Lord began to give me the word that He that I am bringing to you this morning. And he said, what I have done in the last nine years is, is preparation for what I want to do this year. This year is unlimited unlimited potential. But whatever they have gained over the last nine years has brought us to where we are. And if they'll begin to walk in whatever I have done the last nine years, whatever they walk through, I'm going to go with them. Be of good courage. Be not afraid. But I have given the church unlimited potential whatever they ask God for I will do it whatever they walk through I will do it wherever they go I will be with them they will not be afraid they will walk with courage for I the Lord will be with them I have not forsaken them I have not I have not missed them through their struggle but I've been there all the time the challenge for you to bring to Christian Life Church on Sunday morning is that there is unlimited Limited potential. But you've got to get up and walk through it. So God has placed all of the components that we need in the church. We just have to enact the process of walking through it. The first 10 years, Have been to get us here. They have been foundational and preparing us for our future. Now that the foundation has been set, the next 10 years, the Lord said, have unlimited potential. I have equipped them, I have put it in their hands, I have given them what they need. Now, what will you do with what I have bestowed upon you? God has prepared this church to move forward into a dimension that we have never felt before. I sense that there is an urge of the Holy Ghost that is wanting to move us through the Spirit into a place that we have never been before. But somebody has to understand that when God positions us at specific times to enter into these specific situations, we have to recognize that when God gives us what we need, He is saying, now I'm not going to force it on you. This is why some people can go through the awakening and come out the other side and say, hmm, it was all emotionalism, nothing happened for me. Because the Lord is saying, I have prepared a table before you, but I'm not going to make you partake. I'm not going to make you sit down and eat. I'm giving it to you. You want the operation of the gifts in your life? I've given it to you. You want the power of the Holy Ghost? I'm giving it to you. You want miracles in your life? I'm giving it to you. You want your family saved? One act of Calvary potentially save the whole world. All they've got to do is receive it. You need healing in your body? He's already taken stripes on His back for your healing. It's up to you to appropriate the power and the potential that God has already placed in your life. You need God to move in your home and family it's up to you to begin to walk into the arena of what god has already prepared he said i have prepared a table before you all you've got to do is walk into it i have i have created what you need but it's up to you to walk into it okay okay i'll try this a different way our future is filled with possibility. Pastor, I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Pastor, for praying for me. Thank you, Pastor, for praying for my family. Thank you, Pastor, for fasting. Thank you, leadership, for fasting. Thank you for all of you that prayed and fasted. As a matter of fact, this year, our prayer meetings have been so large that we had to move our prayer from the Lytles and my home. Last year, we had 90. This year, we had over 130 that participated. Because God said, I'm never taking you back. I'm always taking you forward. I've laid it out before the church. Now if they want it, they've got to go after it. Well, I don't feel like all that prayer's for me. I don't feel like all that fasting's for me. Then you're going to miss out. There is unlimited potential that is laid before you. It's up to you to step into it. Walk in it. Whatever you ask God, well, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Whatever you ask God for, God will do it for you. There's some folks in the room today that may say, you know what, I want whatever's going on. I want in my own life. If you would just say right now, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Before you walk out of these doors, God can fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost because there is unlimited potential in the house. There's a step of faith for me. I'm closing my notes with about four pages left because I'm stepping into the operation of the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody in the house needs a miracle. Somebody in the house needs God to come through in your life. Somebody in the house wants to receive whatever it is you feel in the house today. It's yours. There's unlimited unlimited potential. But I can't want it for you. I can't praise God for you. I can't worship God for you. You've got to want it for yourself. The meat of my message is still left closed here in my my notes, but I'm going to try to share this with you. The Lord said, look in everything you see, all the land that you can see. Walk through it. Everybody say walk through it. You you see the typology here? The Lord's saying all this stuff in the spirit that you see. Say it with me. Walk through it. Claim it. Walk through it. And if you will take a step of faith, you're not going to walk through it by yourself. You're not going to be alone walking through it. For Be of good courage, be not afraid, for I, the Lord, am with you. And whithersoever thou goest, it will be yours. This is what I want to speak to the church this morning. This is for our local church. In the next week, wherever you're willing to walk. Whatever step you take, whatever you're willing to step into, whatever you're willing to walk into, the Lord said, I've already made the way. The potential's there. And it is unlimited. Now I'm going to speak a word for all the rest, for everybody in the house today. Whether you are a guest, whether this is your first time here, I want to tell you that what God is doing in the supernatural, what God is doing in the Spirit, the work of the Holy Ghost, is absolutely for you today. Some say, well, the Holy Ghost was poured out on the 120 on the day of Pentecost and it ended there and the Holy Ghost is not for anybody else I have to tell you that the scripture said for the promise is unto you and unto your children and to all that are afar off somebody say that's me even as many as the Lord our God shall call and God is still calling men everywhere So what I want to tell you today, if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's yours. When the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a message. They were pricked in their hearts. In other words, they were stirred in their spirit. They said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter stood up and he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never repented, you need to make up in your mind right now, I'm not going back to the person I used to be. God, I'm sorry for what I've been and where I've been. Come on, I want everybody in the building to stand with me right now. The Holy Ghost is about to fall in the house right now. Here's what I want you to do. Everybody in the building, everybody that has breath, we're going to repent together right now. If you've never repented of your sins, it's real simple. Just tell God, I'm sorry for the person I've used to be. I'm sorry for every evil thought. I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. I'm sorry, God, for every sin against you, against my fellow man, against anybody. God, I'm repenting of my sin. Go ahead, do that right now with me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we come and humble ourselves in repentance before you. I'm sorry for every sin, every willful act against you, against heaven, against earth, against mankind, for every word I've ever spoken, for every unrighteous thing I've ever done. God, I repent. I change my heart, I change my mind. I want to go a different direction. Forgive me, God. Clean me in my inside out. Wash me, oh God. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Renew a right spirit within me. Come on, church, help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus, I ask your forgiveness, God. Now, if you believe that God has forgiven you, I want you to clap your hands to Him right now. And now just begin to thank him and say, thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you for cleaning me, God. You don't have to beg, God. But the scripture said that he is faithful and just to forgive sin. So if you just repented, God has forgiven you. How many of you feel forgiven today? Let me see your hand. You feel forgiven today all over the building. You ought to feel forgiven today. The second step that the Bible teaches as that is that you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now maybe you've been baptized before. Maybe you were baptized as a child. Maybe you were baptized in a denominational church that didn't understand that you must be baptized calling on the name of Jesus. For there's, no, there's nowhere in Scripture that you will ever find anyone. You can't find it. It's not in there. You'll never find a place where they ever baptized anybody calling on the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So many get baptism wrong because they baptize in the the titles of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But the scripture said that when they baptized them, they called on the name of the Lord. That name is Jesus. Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. There's one scripture that Jesus said go into all the world teaching and baptizing them in the name everybody say the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost Jesus said the name of the Father Isaiah said unto you a child is born unto you a son is given the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name the child's name shall be called wonderful Counselor, the mighty God the everlasting Father in other words the name of the Father was revealed through the child Jesus so when you want to call on the name of the Father you have to speak the name of Jesus for you cannot call on the Father except you speak the name of Jesus because Jesus said I and my Father are one they didn't understand Him They picked up stones, started throwing stones at him and said, he being a man is making himself God. They misunderstood that he was God making himself man. I think I've proven my point this morning. If you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus, you have repented of your sins in order for your sins to be removed. You see, you can be forgiven, but you still carry around the weight and the load of sin. You're forgiven, but the sins are not removed. When you go down in water baptism in the name of Jesus, those sins are removed. They're taken off of you. You come up out of the water And the sin stays there in the water. You come up to live a life. Now no longer are you just forgiven. But you have been washed. You have been cleansed. The blood of Jesus has been applied to your life in repentance and in baptism. And now the scripture said there is a promise that belongs to you and the promise is the infilling of the holy ghost it is god's spirit within you it is the power of god to walk in this world but walk above sin you can't do it without the power of the holy ghost now if you've never been baptized in jesus name we have water we have a baptismal tank and it's ready we have robes in the back we have towels It takes about two minutes for you to change and come out and we'll baptize you calling on the name of Jesus and your sins will be remitted. You will be washed and then the promise of the infilling of the Holy Ghost belongs to you. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The unlimited potential that I preached about this morning will now not just be around you, It will now be in you. Because the Holy Ghost in you is unlimited potential. It'll break an addiction in your life. The anointing will break the yoke in your life. Here's what I want you to do I want you to look at about four or five people around you, and I just want you to ask them Would you like to be baptized today? Come on, find somebody. We're going to baptize some folks today in Jesus' name. Come on, move about, move about. Go to somebody and ask them, have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Why not today? Come on, go to somebody. Walk across the room and go to somebody. Ask them, have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Would you like to be baptized today? Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Would you like to be baptized today? Come on, if somebody says yes, just bring them with you. Just bring them right on with you. Just come on with you. Bring in, Brother Kevin. Bring in, Brother Kevin. Come on, there's more. There's more. Come on, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Come on, we got time this morning. Somebody's making up their mind. Come on, go ask somebody else. Come on, somebody. Go ask somebody else. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Would you like to be baptized today? Yes. Yes. Here's my next call today. All right, are you ready? Now I want you to be comfortable with this. Just smile real big at me. Let me know you're okay. You okay? Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Wave at me a little bit if you're all right. I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable in the house today. All right, we have fun in church. We smile in church. We celebrate Jesus in church. We celebrate baptisms in church. The church is going to rejoice here in a minute. Here's what the Bible said the angels in heaven rejoice over one that repents. The church rejoices when one is baptized. Now the promise is unto you and your children. I already quoted it today the baptism of the Holy Ghost belongs to you. If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is your promise. It is yours. You can receive it today. If you're not sure that you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you want to be sure that you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can receive it today. If it's been a long time since you've been refreshed and renewed in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this would be a good day because today holds within it the power that is unlimited. Now I want you to look at somebody. I want you just to move about again. I know you gathered back here in the front, but I want you to go ask somebody today. Would you like to receive the Holy Ghost? Would you like to receive it all over again? Would you like to be restored? If they say yes, I want you to bring them to the front of the room with you. Come on. Come on. We're going to gather right here in the front. Everybody that wants to be renewed. Everybody that wants to be restored right here. Right here across the front. If you want to be renewed and restored right here. Right here across the front, come on. If you want to be renewed and restored, come on with me. Come on, we're gonna get renewed. We're gonna be restored. Come on church, somebody celebrate. Somebody celebrate with me today. Come on, ministers, I need you, evangelists, I need you. I need you, evangelists, come help me today. Come help me today. We got folks that want to be renewed and restored. We got some folks that want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost afresh and renewed. Come on, I need your help today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Come on for the promise Come on for the promise Come on for the promise For the promise For the promise promise is yours Come on we got one We got one that's going to be refreshed and renewed.